0: welcome back to the official nerdy podcast this is asher Neal, the buff nerd and i'm here with my friend jace fisher um also the weekend warrior is that right
1: yeah i think that you know
0: (laughs) all right so jace uh just graduated from high school and you're going to study at ggc
1: is that correct yep for sure and what are you studying i'm studying medicine so going to hopefully sports medicine and pa and that's you're also a budding entrepreneur
0: is that right Uh, yes definitely so you've already started or um, are working on starting at least
1: one business. Um, what's that called? Uh, right now, it's, it doesn't have a name. Um, working on creating an idea to help pilots with their daily lives and flights, that kind of stuff. And also I have some other stuff going on with um, just uh, investments with like stocks and some other car like um, kind of stuff, you know. So got a few ones going on. That's awesome. So you know
0: a lot about, um. I've heard, business, finances, leadership, just trying to be an entrepreneur and um,
1: try to motivate others to also start their own businesses. Is that correct? Yeah, I think that um, in today's time, and also to understand that America is like known for, it's like centered around like personal small businesses, right? And the governments, um, everything kind of revolves around that to help you out. And I think that... Um, you don't have to create some you know Walmart Amazon level CEO LLC type you know business you can create a small type business you know from apps to websites to just small services you know and you can really grow grow from there within the american economy so capitalism is that right much, yeah basically that's what it is capitalism not you know communism so it just it provides a lot of um Ways for you to grow uh, financially, if you know you're actually trying to, you know, it's not like communism or communism will just give you money, pretty much. Capitalism, you have to look for it, but if you can look for it, you can make a lot more money. So, so
0: basically, you're saying you need to work hard. That's the key is
1: to grind. Yeah, I gotta say grinding, man. <laughs> nothing easy comes. You know, nothing good comes easy. So you guys gotta work hard, and you gotta know your goals, um, know your target, and really just push for that. You know. So that's where motivation, like where I help a lot of motivate people. That's where, like, I say, like, if you've got a target, you got a goal to keep, let me help, like, give me some advice to help you get there, you know?
0: That's awesome. So uh, with goals, what kind of advice would you say for how to set a goal, or how to come up with
1: a goal? Yeah, so um, thankfully I've been able to talk to a lot of interesting people, a lot of cool people in my time uh, through other various connections from CEOs to uh, actually uh, the spotter for um, the American Sniper I've been able to talk to a lot of cool people. And in general consensus, what I hear is that don't set um, – don't let your first thing you do be a hefty goal because it can be really hard to, like, you know, set a big goal. let say, I want to be a billionaire. You know, it's, it, it's going to take a long time to get there. And, and most often in today's time, like, and myself included, you know, we don't want to – set these huge goals and then wait 40 years to hit these goals. You don't feel very accomplished if you do that, you know, it can get depressing and honestly you can lose, you know, your your spark for it, you know. So it's good to set tiny goals. Like a lot of times, like for like you as a YouTuber, right, you you want to say like, hey, let's hit a thousand. Next one, let's maybe hit 5,000 or 10,000. All right, guys, awesome. Let's go 25,000, 50,000. Know, you set small goals, right? And i say, saying, all right, guys, let's, let's do it. 10 million, 10 million right now, guys. We got this. 10 million. I, I believe in you know, y'all. You're not saying that, you know, because like that's a left. That's a, it's a possible goal. But it's a long way away. You want to set small goals so you can accomplish them and feel like, you know, you're doing something. You pride yourself and keep getting that spark reunited. That's really good. So setting small incremental goals until you finally reach those huge goals? Yeah, definitely. Because, like, um, t- I talked to one, uh, one uh, professional athlete, right? He was a runner, and he was talking about how um, you, don't, uh, you don't think about the finish line. You think about the mile ahead of you. And once you finish a mile, you say, okay, I got the next mile to go to. And a lot of times Navy SEALs, they actually, they'll run, like, run beaches, that kind of stuff, right? Well, they don't tell their people to run to the finish line or, or to the end of the marsh. They say, hey, you see that tree up there about 100 yards away? Get to that. I say, all right, do you see you see that pole over there, 200 yards away? Let's get to that. Right, do you all see that little crab walking? Let's go catch it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of it's like a, you know, let's get to the next goal. Let's get to the next step because let's not think about the ending right now. Let that be in your back of your mind. Let's get to the next goal. And chomp away at it because you don't eat you know an elephant, you know, all at once. You take a little bit by, by a little bit. So basically, yeah. That's really good. I'm actually reading the book Extreme Ownership right now by Jocko. Have you read yeah. that? Yeah, no, actually, uh, my uh dad, I believe, met the actual um, uh, writer for that. But yeah, I've probably read it probably a few multiple times. It's an amazing book. Anybody listening, I completely hundred percent please go read it. It's I mean, as a uh from a man to a late to a lady to leadership in business, to just self-motivation you know, motivation and trying to, like, further yourself as a person and character. Like, you should know how to be a leadership and how to motivate yourself. And that extreme leadership is beyond, like, impressive and, uh, and captivating for that. Yeah, and also the other thing about extreme
0: ownership, the book is written by two Navy SEALs, Jocko Willink and Leaf. I forget his last name, but either way, they both um, the way they write is really good because they are telling stories of their SEAL experiences and the battles they were in, and then applying it to business and to your personal life. So um, there's a lot of really helpful tips in extreme ownership in that book. But part of it is taking responsibility for yourself and not blaming others. Jace, what do you have to say about that?
1: But yeah, I agree with that. Because again, I've read the book multiple times. And that's something like, honestly, it hits home to me. And honestly, any person that's trying to be a leader, I think this would be the, honestly one of the biggest thing hits home to you. Because oftentimes, we can like to blame things on other people, you know. And it's not just like I'm saying it's a bad person or like, you know, a fault. But I mean, that's just how we we really are. We don't want us to take fault for stuff, you know. And um I've seen so many people want to do such amazing things, right. But they can never take, you know, ownership for what they messed up or what they're doing and they just fall off, you know, they fall off the the train with that, you know, and the first step becoming a leader or becoming successful or just trying to like, you know, get the grass cut the next day, you know, wherever it could be, you know, it's taking ownership saying, Hey, you know, I am prone to being lazy or, you know, not waking up early. So let me uh try to wake up like a little bit earlier and get this stuff done or let listen me set reminders and alarms for me to do this because I know myself. I know my weaknesses. I know I'm not perfect. I know I'm not God Himself. Let's be honest, and let's see what we can do to actually achieve that goal.
0: That's really good. And what Jace would what you say? Um, maybe have there been mentors or leaders in your life that have kind of inspired inspired you or shown you how to be a leader?
1: Oh yeah, no, my life is completely full of leaders. Like you have to understand, leaders aren't just somebody who's like a CEO of Amazon or like um, some you know the general of the army. Like le- leaders are born. And the everyday people, and there's a quote I like to think about. I don't know the guy's name, but um, it's not my quote. I was going to say that, but the quote is that um, great leaders accomplish um stuff that people do only occasionally, and they make it. They do it every day, and I, I butchered the quote, but <laughs> I completely butchered the quote. But the idea is that a great leader is someone who's doing something uh, not occasionally that everyone else does occasionally. And that's the quote. I've never read it, but basically what you're doing is you're going in and you're saying, I'm gonna do this and no one else is gonna do this, but I'm gonna do this, and that's how you become successful. And that can be found in literally anyway. It could be the person running a, you know, five hundred dollar five hundred million dollar, you know, business, a five hundred billion dollar business, or it could be the average Joe working nine to five job, you know, in Walmart. But leadership is not always found in great in the great high people. Leadership is usually born in the mundane people that wake up they do their task and they do it well. And they go to bed, you know, very proudly what they accomplished. So, yeah.
0: That's really good. I've heard that first before you can lead anyone else. You need to lead yourself. Is that true?
1: No, yeah, 100%. Like, I mean, how, how are you going to bring on a team and, you know, lead them if you can't, um, you know, you know um, have self-control and, like, lead yourself in, like, what you're going to do? And, uh, like, how can you try to be a representation of a leader if you can't, you know, control yourself? So yeah, hundred
0: percent. So I know we talked about Extreme Ownership, which is a great book on how to be a good leader. Um, are there any other good leadership
1: books that you've read or would like to recommend? Not off the top of my head right now. I'm not good. I'm not going to really that stuff. But yeah, there there are a few books. Personally, I think a lot of things. I'm saying just look for podcasts like um, like right now we're listening to right now on Spotify where we're listening to our, on on uh, the platform. There's so many podcasts listened to, and listen to. a lot of good people out there, you know. And I think the biggest thing is it's not. It's not necessarily like finding a book to read, like a specific one. It's let, let's take the ownership and say, hey, I want to improve. Let's say the first step. I, I was saying, you know, like taking small steps, not to some big lofty one and not saying one specific book's lofty old, but let's say the first step saying, hey, you know, I'm not happy where I am. Let me change myself. That is the first step saying that you're not, you know, your first thing, you, you took ownership, right? You just took ownership saying, I'm not happy where I am. And now you're taking stream leadership yourself saying, I want to improve myself, what do I need to do that. And you go let's just, just go search. You know, there's so many out there um, to you know do that. It's like a great one, like it's amazing. And there's a lot of other ones like that too. And does it doesn't have to be a navy seals, you know? Does have to be some really um, you know crazy, you know, warrior, you know, it can be an average joke, be a preacher, it could be, you know, just some, you know, some kid like me talking or right now. whoever it is, you know, because in, in the end, advice is advice and truth is truth, it doesn't matter what, what words it comes from it's still, you know, implicable impl- to yourself, you know, so I would just say just start looking around, you know, ask people around, and yeah, again, I don't have anything the top of my head, but just, just try to look around, take ownership, and sh- if you're trying to improve yourself, and go find something.
0: That's good. Um, I was just thinking about that, and I realized that it's not just about reading the books or listening to podcasts, like you said, but you have to actually apply it to your life, so if you keep taking all this information in and never using it, you're not going to get better. Is that right?
1: No, oh, yeah, you can't let, it, like, go over your head. You can't let, um. it's kind of like with the, uh. as a Christian, I know, I know you're a Christian too, Asher. I'm, I'm a Christian. Not the best one at times, I'll be honest, you know, ownership right. But um, in the Bible, it talks about, you know, the, you know, the seed in the field, you know. And it, basically, for people that don't know what that story is, it talks about how seed was thrown on different fer- fertile grounds. And it talks about different ways that the seed would then become fertile and grow. And one of the ways is how, like, you know, it, on the bird came and took it away, right? And that's the same thing with kind of life, you know, you can't leave overhead, you can't let small tasks um take away what you're trying to do, what you're trying to think of, that kind of stuff, you know, so yeah. That's good.
0: Another thing in, um, in the Bible that I was thinking of is there's a verse talking about um, people can hear the Bible, but then not do it. And so people can hear God's word and then not live like God wants them to live. And the thing, same thing can probably apply to our entrepreneurship, our business, our leadership. We can um, know how to be a leader or know how to be successful in business, but then not do the hard things that really um, are going to make us successful.
1: No, yeah, actually, that kind of lines up. I was listening to him podcast probably on Sunday, and it's talking. Him, he, in his words, he's called it the hard right, you know. And it's again, I like, I, I, man, I'll, I'll probably go while you're while you're talking, so I can you know shout out this guy for this, you know, because I don't want to steal all his credit, you know. But he basically was talking about that, you know, there's the easy way and there's the hard right way, you know. And it can it, in the moment it can be harder to do the right thing, but as a leader, you're called to do the right thing. Cause it's going to end up better, you know, you know, that could be, Hey, I want, I, you know, I'm guilty of not doing dishes. That's one thing. Right. You know, it's, it's not it's so mundane, but I get so busy and I forget about it and I fail my family as like, you know, cause again, I'm a leader cause that's my job. Right. I fail my family, which puts more pressure on them because I didn't do it and that's something I'm guilty of. So I, I need to work on, but I can I say, you know, look, right now I wake up, I'm like, oh, I want to maybe watch some TikToks or like maybe FaceTime with somebody or oh, I'm gonna go work out. That's the easy left, right. The hard right is like you know. I need to get up. Let me do my chores. Let me help my family be a leader and set my family in a good way to go out throughout their day and set them for you know you know success in the day. So yeah, just it's, it's yeah, you call the hard right and just do the do the hard thing. That's the right thing because most often the right thing is never the actually easy for them, So.
0: That's actually really good. Um, have you ever heard of the leader, um, John Maxwell, who he kind of... Um, John Maxwell, he's, he's a pastor, I believe, and a CEO of his own company, and he writes a lot of leadership books, does leadership conferences. Have
1: you ever heard of John Maxwell? It sounds pretty familiar, honestly. Um, uh, it's not, it sounds familiar. I don't think I've heard of stuff yet that I know of, but it sounds pretty familiar, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, he's a quote
0: that... This a quote that I thought of when you said about the hard right. It reminded me of John Maxwell's quote where he said that you, you can either play now and then pay later, or you can pay now and then play later. So we can choose either to do the easy things now, but then later the hard things will be way harder. Or do the hard things now and then we have way more time to do the easy things and the fun things later.
1: What do you think of that quote? No, yeah, that's 100% true because like – um, big, big thing right now is like people love to live in the moment, right? You know, just, um, today's society is so filled with um, like I, I need it now, I need it right now, and then, like and it, everyone knows that that's why TikTok is so big. Because why TikTok is so big, and so um, captivating and like uh, draws you in so much, just because it, it um, peak, kind, kind of taps into that feeling I need it right now, you know. So in fast food and entertainment is all about right now, you know. And we, that's how people live, but people often don't think about, you know, think about the future and like, um, preparing for the future and, um, wait, uh, working hard now so that you can, you know, retire later or whatever. Like for me personally, I don't mind working hard. Um, I work, I'm doing a lot, like I said, financing entrepreneur and I'm not doing financing entrepreneur, not necessarily because I enjoy it. I think it's interesting, but I realize cause I'm you know, not oblivious to how the real world works that. One day I'm going to get old, I'm going to be hurting, I'm going to be wrinkling, I'm going to be old, I'm going to want to sit on my couch and, you know, watch NASCAR, you know. <laughs> I'm going to i want to, you know, go with my family on a boat, you know, like I'm going to want to relax, you know, not kick it back, you know, a little bit. I know I can't do that without, you know, finances supporting me And my role to retire, right? And I'd love to retire at 50, which is a hefty goal, I understand. But again, the whole one goal at a time, you know. So I'm preparing myself. I'm work. I'm investing in you know ETFs. I'm investing in real estate. Uh, I'm because I'm not a full time employee at somewhere else. I'm doing a Roth IRA because that's basically a 401k for entrepreneurs. So I'm doing different attributes and uh, different um like different ways to prepare myself for success for the future. Right now I'm taking time on my day. I'm giving up finances instead. Of, you know using money to like. For you, go buy Legos, right? It could be Legos, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. like take the four dollar thing right there, right? Instead of paying four dollars for like a Lego set, or for me personally, it'd be like me, you know, getting a motorcycle, or like a new firearm for hunting, whatever it is, or new kicks, you know, whatever it could be. Let me go and put that into investment, right? Let me um, look up, see what was trending, where the best prospects, and I might make it a, a few, you know, a few dollars in return. Might not be a big, you know, thing all of a sudden, but the thing is, with stocks and investments, it's time. Time is money, you know, so. The $4 now could be a lot more in the future. So, yes, the Legos would be cool, but are Legos you bought, or the Kicks you bought, or the, the motorcycle you bought, is that really something when you're 50 or 45, you're, you know, you're ready to retire? Is that something really, you're gonna be like, oh man, it was worth, you know, I me mean, as waiting there, like, you know, six months to retire because I bought that Legos, you know? So, that, that's how I kind of view things. I view things as a, it's everything's a trade off. You do one thing, you're losing another thing. And that's every single thing I do, like, in fact I'm here right now means I'm not, I'm not a gym. So I'm going to go later, which means pushing things or things back. So I'm constantly thinking about what a trade-off is and is it worth it to me? You know, like is, if I choose A, is it okay to lose B? Because here's the thing, um, time, you can't get it back. So if you choose one thing, you're losing uh, chances, to put t- your time, your value towards something else. So that's when you get to value your time, value what you want to do, make decisions that are valued, like um, that you value, you know? And you have to like uh, be able to say, hey, um, I can't do everything, so let me choose what I want to do, you know? No,
0: well, that's really good. And um, I, I, assume you've heard the expression "time is money," right? Oh, yeah, and so, and so, when you're saying that, I'm thinking that every minute you have and every dollar you have, you just have be really careful how you're spending those minutes and those dollars. And um, every every minute, every dollar, you have to make sure it counts. And so, um, just thinking about that, um, I was realizing that. Like there's different ways you can do to kind of save that, save those minutes and save those dollars. Like for example, um, when when I go to restaurants and I eat out, which I don't do very often, but when I do, I always just get the free water instead of paying for the soda. It's only like two bucks or one buck that I'm saving, but again, every minute and every dollar counts. What
1: do you think about that? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like um, biggest thing is always money in. I, I I want to be extreme ownership, right? Let's be, let's be honest with each other. I'm not good either. I'm, I'm a fast food junkie. I'm very I'm very busy. I'm always out of the house, especially during the summer, you know, because of the summer breaks and whatnot. I'm very busy. So I'm very prone to getting some good old McDonald's or it could be Chick-fil-A, you know, wherever it could be, I'm very prone to that. I'm not prone to usually doing big purchases. I'm very prone to doing little purchases. And I would actually argue that the little purchases are more devastating than the big purchases because the thing is, you are gonna think about that $500 you spent for quite a while, you know? But you're not gonna think about that $20 you spent, at, you know, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, or, you know, Jim Bob's, if you you know, you're not gonna think about $20. So you're gonna do more and you're gonna keep going. And you're gonna keep going. And it's gonna add up to way more than $500. So you gotta be careful, like, that's where financing, your planning, uh, you know, your finances comes in so, so helpful. And here's the thing that, um like, actually, my mom told me this. I think it's so true. She said, she said, that a finance plan shouldn't be unlimiting, but it should be freeing. You should not view as finances like, oh, I only get this money, to do this. Like, say, so, you no, know, now I know what I can't spend money on. So then I have no stress of money at all. I don't have to stress about a single thing about money. I keep making not a lot of money, but if I finance it, then I, yeah, it might be a little tight. It could be beyond tight, but. I don't have to stress, I know what's going on. I know, and now that I know I can make better decisions for myself. So I, I would say, yeah, like, uh, it's, it's the little stuff, like little, little spinning here and there is what's gonna kill you, you know? And I think a lot of teenagers right now, I I wanna speak right now actually specifically to like younger, you know, um, viewers is that like, you, um, you're, you're told, you know, y- y- yellow, you going live once, you know, li- live alive, have fun, live the moment, but, um, I I don't know what your view your age usually is, but you know as you start progressing to you know your, your late teens your early twenties, I'm going to tell you the honest truth is the hard truth again, ownership, You're not going to be your prime your whole life, okay? You um, we are in that late teens early uh, early twenties. You are able you're creating the future for yourself. You know, and you, you have to think about that going to college finishing high school what you're gonna do for college, what career you're gonna go into. You are in the most, well, I, would argue, I would argue, besides finding the right, right spouse, right partner, and, and helping your family, reti- your parents retire and that kind of stuff, and, and finalizing your retirement, you are in the one of the most important stages in your entire life, because you are setting yourself up right now when you're, you're in your late teens and early 20s, you're setting yourself up for what your life's gonna be in the future. So that could be, you know, do I wanna go out and party all the time? then honestly, you're, you're probably gonna, you know, have your peak, you know, in your high school or like early, early 20s. You're not gonna do very well in the future, unless, God, you know, God forbid, you have rich parents, which usually do help, but, be honest. Let's be honest, they know, help. <laughs> but, it, you know, for the most part, you're not gonna do well. I mean, personally, I do party, I, I do go do stuff, you know. Um, but I do very very, I try to do it very, very occasionally, you know. Um, and I try to limit it, and I only do it during the summer when, you know, I'm not loaded with college, you know, courses. And because during college, I, I, I don't touch any alcohol. I don't touch any part, any parting at all. I realized that what I need to do is college and I have to work. So I put all my effort towards that because that's, I, I'm just setting myself up for the future. And, and again, it's, it's a kind of like work, work hard, play out later, you know? So during school, I work hard. So that during summer. I don't have to stress about like I, you know my academics and my future. I can really just be like enjoy my time, you know. So it, it's not bad to enjoy yourself, and it's not I think not necessarily bad like go party, have fun. You know, as long as you're responsible, mature, and and all of it, and respect to others, you know, and everything like that. Like respect other people's houses, please. Let's be, let's, let's, let's do a little change here, people. I've seen some stuff. Let's let's like not put holes in walls, you know, people. But like you know, let's basically just work hard now and then enjoy the. Uh, the reward later you know yeah that's really good um and so
0: like you said respecting people respecting their stuff respecting their houses all that that's a that's a really good note um for being a leader is you got to respect others because they're not gonna respect your leadership unless
1: you're respecting them is that true, true? no yeah 100 percent. like um again the podcast i was listening to which um, I, i'll go a little shout out now it's going to be uh craig gross gel leadership podcast it's on spotify i'm giving a little shout out because i'm like i keep telling his ideas you know but basically he was talking about how to uh um love the people that are under you and around you if you can't honestly love them not just a fake love but you can't say i love you i'm going to do this for you then how can you expect to sacrifice your time and your effort for somebody if you don't love them and now it isn't not romantic sexual yeah. you know type of love this is a commitment love by like family love or friend love right love that Jesus did for the church, you know, kind of thing, you know, like this friendly love. But if you can't do that, then how are you really going to expect to really give your all to your team if you don't love them and respect them and their opinions and the fact their individual lives and their goals they have? Yeah,
0: that's really good because love takes a lot of humility because if you're proud or you think you're better than everyone else, it's a lot, it's really hard to love them and value them. So making sure that you're being humble and you're loving them and caring for them. And like you said, Jesus showed that sort of loving leadership. Um, an example reminds me of the, um, the time when he washed his disciples' feet, which was like the nastiest, dirtiest job that no one wanted to do, but it was the hard right, like you were talking about earlier, where even though it sucked, it was the right thing to do. And so he did that to show his love to his disciples and show them how to be a leader but also being a servant so leaders aren't just like the bosses on top of you leaders actually should serve you and so if you want to be a good leader you have to serve is that correct
1: yeah honestly, I would actually argue that uh, leaders aren't bosses um, the idea of a boss is the one who tells you what to do controls you and you know it's a negative connotation I would say a leader is someone who is by your side in the trenches you know it's not a person that's outside telling what to do I, I think that you know if you want you know you have a boss or you have a boss but then you have a leader and I, I just, I, I separate boss and leader and in the future of ever become into a leadership role, I don't ever want to be called boss. I don't want B word, you know, I don't want to be called that. I don't want to call it a boss because that's not what I am. I am, I'm an employee of either myself or the corporation working with, but we are a team. We are, there's no I in team. So like you use, but it's so true. There's no I in team, you know, and we are working together. I am just, I have uh the, uh, uh, the ability to further the team, you know, I'm in the role where I can make bigger changes. You know, I'm not, a, I don't want to say I'm the boss. Cause that means I'm like owners. I think like I own you, right? A leader, um, a leader is someone who has the ability to, you know, really make a big difference, change in the team and their, their prospects and their outcome and everything, their outlook, you know? So you, um, I, I I'll always think this, and this is a hard, hard belief of mine, that great leaders are the most humble people around you. So if you see a lot of humble people around you, the thing is they're probably gonna be a good leader because there's there's no leadership without humility. So if you can't humble yourself, then honestly, I'm sorry to break it to you, probably not a good leader, you should probably do something else. And I'm <laughs> I mean, gonna tell you the truth, you have to be humble. You have to say, oh, where am I doing wrong? Because you have to completely like say, lower your ego, you have no ego as a leader. You have to be completely humble because Again, it's all about the love, respecting, you know, and it's also about doing the hard right, you know, humbling yourself. You have to humble yourself and say, what can I do better? What can I, am I doing wrong? And actually when I worked at Chick-fil-A, I was in certain leadership roles um, and I, something I always did after every shift that we'd work, I went to all my employees that I worked with or that necessarily were quote unquote under me, right? And I said, hey, how was your day? You know, what went wrong with your day? It could be something small, like maybe you got a little sad about, you know, your, your drink wasn't good, you know, whatever it is. But I, I, I want to know what what was not good about your day? What could have made your day that much better? And that I'll tell them, then after asking that, you know, I, I, I'm I accountable. Like you were saying, I'm accountable, right? You know, um, and I say, what can I have done better for you specifically? I don't say, what, what can I do better? I say, no, what can I do better for you? Make your day better. Make your job better. Not necessarily easier, but more productive and more satisfying. That you come home feeling more accomplished. I'm not here to make it easier because jobs aren't easy. I'm here to say, let me ma- give you the tools to do it and let me make, uh, see what I can do. Let me put more 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 workload on me to help you out so that you can actually become more successful because I'm not trying to make you lazy, but give me less work. I want to make you a harder worker. Not saying, like my like a mundane work, like I don't work you to death. I want you to become a leader. I want to make you be able to have um self worth. I want you when you come to work say, he sees me, he sees that I, who I am, and he cares and loves about me, and that's gonna make the um the environment so much better, and it's gonna make them want to work so much harder for you. And they really think they, that you see them and you care about them, you know? So I would always, after every shift, just go through every employee and ask them, you know, about their day and the way I could have done better. And everything too, I, I saw that kind of long throws in there too. And in the morning, when I saw them, I always made sure that I went to every single person, no matter how I felt, if I was in a bad mood, no matter where it was, I went up to every single person. I said, you know, good morning. I said, how like, how, how's your morning been? How are, you, how are you doing in life right now? Well, what and I, always gave, I also said to um, what is three things today? What's your most important thing that had the biggest impact? And what's two things, at, you know, B and C, that if I were to do today for you, that would make it a good day for you? So I, they would tell me things. And I, I would try my best. I always try the first thing. If I couldn't, I'd go for the, the other two things. But I would always try during that day to go and accomplish one of those things for that employee so that they would do be better. And I do that every day, I go to all the employees under me, and I'll say, what you know what are three things give me one like really important one and two backup ones I can maybe do for you today It could be just getting you coffee or maybe can you know sitting down with you and talking about you know your your role here in you know, work or maybe some cool ideas you had at an employee that um constantly was wanting to improve things, but way chiffle works um other people didn't really care about it, and I could see how it kind of um you know put them down you know." as the higher like managers and everything were kind of like you know, demeaning to him. So as a leader, I took the role. and I would sit down with him on my breaks. And when I got a chance to, I'll say, so I talked to him about his ideas he's coming up with. And what I was doing is I was saying, hey, I see you. I value you. I'm giving you my time to be with you and talk to you about this. And even I was doing a task, right? The thing is, I, I, you need to understand what's the most important task and what's not the most immediate task being a task may not always be the most important task, right? The most important task is the well-being of your employees. If you are in the middle of, you know, working on a project, but something comes up with your employees, go after your employees. They're like, you know, it's kinda like um, if you're running a race, but then, you know, you, you, uh, you, ha- you break your bone, okay? You don't keep running. You fix the address. You fix what's going on in your body, because you're running your body, you can't run the race, right? Same thing with employees, because I, I, I think, um. A team, like a work team, whether it's sports, friend, even friends or work, it's kind of a body. It's, they all work together to accomplish goals. So if one's not doing well, the rest are gonna fall behind. So you should always go, and just talk to them and just generally try to help them out. So yeah, I think that's basically what a leader is: is just being an average, an average Joe, with the ability to you know create create non-average shows. I think that's what a leader is.
0: Well, that's, that's really good. Um, you said a lot of good things in there. Uh, I know that talking about the body remind me of, in the Bible, it talks about the church also being a body, same as you said, like in work or um, in school or in a sports team, you can be a body together. But in the Bible, it talks about the church being a body and Christians helping each other out and working together. So I thought that was a really good analogy. And the other thing you said about um, leaders being humble and being there in the trenches with, with the people they work with, um, reminds me of the expression that the best generals lead from the front and. So you can't be behind everyone else, making them do the things. You have to get in there and do it with them. So I love what you're saying about how you're asking um, your employees, like how you can help them out and how the day was, and trying to really spend time with them and showing them that you care. I think that's um, really good for anyone who wants to be a leader to apply. Um, but yeah, so it's been awesome talking to you, man. Anything
1: else you'd like to add before we end this episode? Yeah, um, you know, I'll give a little shout out to my you know my Instagram, it's JST Fisher. It's private, but very cool. I will you know accepted but um, and I just want to leave you with uh, one last thing is that um I want to challenge the listener right now whoever it is you know I'm talking to you right now I want you to find today one thing that you're not good at I want you to work on that and another thing I want you to do is I want to say I want you to choose one goal here we go choose one goal choose one thing you're bad at two things right on the opposite ends I want you to find one goal it'll be small whatever it is but I want you to achieve that and I want you to take what I've talked about and what me and I've talked about and go after that goal and see what happens. Right. And then take the upstream of ownership and, you know, yourself and say, all right, what is something not don't don't let be something too small. Like, you know, I don't put socks on. Right. You no, know, let's not do that. Let's be, let's be honest. Let's have extreme ownership. What is one thing that I am not good at that is impacting everyone around me? And, you know, if you're a Christian, pray on it. If you're not a Christian, just meditate, you know, journal about it, whatever it could be. But find that one thing that's impacting the people around you that you're slacking on as a, a self-leader and, and having extreme ownership. So just find that one thing you're not doing well in and find one thing you, you can do well in and you can set a goal and go do them. Because I promise you, no matter what anybody tells you, everyone, everyone is, is able to accomplish and, and change the world. So don't let anybody tell you differently. You can do so much. I promise you.
0: That's awesome. Thanks for being on the podcast, Chase. That was um really good talking to you. So like you guys, like you guys um heard him say, go check out his Instagram. It is private. But if you're if you're a cool guy, he might he might accept the request. We'll see, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see what happens, he said. Um but yeah, make sure you guys follow the podcast for more awesome episodes. And Chase, maybe I'll have you on again.
1: But thanks right, for awesome. thanks for talking. Thank All right, you have a great day.